Welcome to Roto Brits, it's a UK fantasy baseball podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt, and of course, my co-host, main stud, chief analyst, Ryan Owen, is in the house. Ryan, how are we doing? Yeah, good. Starting to get a bit excited this week, actually, Pete. I thought for a moment that the Phillies were good, and then oh. I realised that the Phillies are not that good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I'm, I'm fully bought into the Phillies this year. Dave Shaw has got me fully in. I mean, there's there's been videos of him going down his, his slide, his kid's slide and breaking yeah. that, I believe. Um, I, I blame you for this, actually, because he is clearly trying to one-up your videos. Um, I mean, he's so getting props involved now. This is he's getting, getting props involved. I mean, we, we had the incident down by the lake where we thought either he'd murdered someone or sort mm. of like done something down there. And then... Devious. I, he's ruined his kids outdoor slide and the, the missus isn't happy with that um mm. you know nothing really tops your dancing from the other day i'll be honest pete shocking wasn't it absolutely shocking i adored that mate that that was the absolute beans my, and, and i'll tell you my fiance loved it too i was oh, getting I a bit it. worried that she might be off to leeds Happy days. Hey, listen, that, that wedding invite might be dropping in soon then, eh? Could be. <laughs> Could be. I have actually, uh, yeah, I have actually acted as a as a vicar in a in a in a wedding before. So you never know if things if things go, you know, sideways there. I'm available. Anyway, anyway, we're going off on a on a deep tangent, really early doors. So let's let's try and bring it back. We've got a guest. We have a guest and we have a UK guest. However, he is well, he's a man who covers the West Coast, so boy, oh boy, that is tough, no doubt about it. Um, but for his debut, Nick Wright, the main man from LA Angels UK, joins us on Road of Brits. Nick, how are you doing? Absolutely buzzing to be with you, boys. As, a, <laughs> as an avid listener, this is the one you want. This is the call-up you've all been waiting for, so can't say i feel like i've just got my first england cap you know i feel like i've been playing in the premier league for a while batting around some mid-table clubs and then suddenly you know i've had this one premium season and i got the call up to england squad and i'm on a cloud nine absolutely well great to have you on we we've really struggled like our, our coverage has been i'd say east coast heavy so it's great to actually hear about some of the guys out west um but firstly let's get into Let's get into some intro. You know, we, we've got the standard intro lined up. You know what's coming. But before we get into that, just brief background in terms of your, I guess, fantasy experience to date. So I've probably been playing fantasy baseball for four or five seasons now. Actually, I'm not entirely sure. It's something around those lines, but I've never been very good at it. I say my fantasy background is I will always commit to leagues. I've been in a, in a dynasty league with Ryan, actually, for quite a few years now. Um, been in a number of other leagues, been in the UK scene league and a few others and always varied performance, I'd say. I don't think I've ever won a league, uh, which should say was says my sort of standard. I've won some fantasy NFL ones. I've won some fantasy Premier Leagues. Fantasy baseball so far is eluding me, but maybe this is the year. Absolutely. So 
let's get into these intro questions and let's get let's get into the guts of this uh, episode. So you know the drill, right? First one up, favorite fantasy format. So this is not going to please some people, but I actually really like head-to-head categories. Really oh. enjoy it. Really enjoy Ryan's it. not happy with that. Ryan not happy with that one. I can't stand it. I don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't understand why we play all season and then my whole season comes down to these random three weeks where I have to go head-to-head with someone who's not got any injuries or something. Oh, mm. Nick, what, what is wrong? This is a football disease. I just like the fact anybody's got a chance, haven't they? Anything yeah, exactly. So you like, you like the variants, whereas I like to completely dominate someone in rotisserie. <laughs> that is correct. I don't think I've ever done... I think rotisserie is by far my weakest format, so I am happy with categories and currently top of the league, which makes me even more keen on it. I was just going to mention that. Top of the league in head-to-head category dynasty. So uh, six and a half points ahead of my good self. But, but that's okay because there's 16 teams in the league and eight of them qualify for the playoffs in this dumb format. So who cares? Happy days. <laughs> well, if I stay top of the league, I might suggest that we change that to 14, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even two, straight to the final. Yeah, okay. Love it. All right, head-to-head categories it is. Who, I don't know if you actually had this opportunity, but if you did, I may know the answer, but I don't know. Who would you have taken 101 this year? So I'll give you two answers because there are two answers here. Okay. Number one is obviously Mike Trout. I just can't, as an Angels fan, ever, if I have the first overall pick, I can't look past him. And to be honest, that's not a bad pick. No. Particularly the year he's having this year. I'd be fully uh, vindicated by that pick. I believe I did have the first pick. No, I had the second pick somewhere in the Angels League. And obviously the Angels fan ahead of me picked Mike Trout. So I kind of count this as me having the first overall pick without Mike Trout. And I went for Juan Soto. That was my that was my first overall pick. But then he stopped running, so should have picked Trout. Mm, there you go. There you go. Acuna, to me, looks to, looks to be the one as well. Actually, I mean, all those guys are, are doing well, you know, those early picks. So, I, you know, there's no wrong answer, I, I think, at that, that kind of tier. But all right, cool. So who was the guy, a top 20 guy, top 25, that you were avoiding this year in drafts? I say avoiding, and I actually took him because George made me in the uh, community, but it was Cody Bellinger. Didn't, okay. didn't like him. Ended up using my first-round pick on him in that league and have regretted it ever since. Yep. So I should have stuck to my guns on that one. Yep. I offered him the choice between Bellinger and Story. I preferred Story there. And, yeah, the rest is history. The rest is history. It was that lingering shoulder. Well, I don't think it was, but anyway. <laughs> um, okay, favourite Marlins player from a fantasy perspective? Got him in two leagues. It's got to be Sandy for me. Oh, stud. Absolutely Absolute stud. No doubt about it. <laughs> Love it. I've also got, you're wearing the T-shirt. I've also got the dick shot as well. I've got him in there. Doing Good bits man. Doing bits. Good man. He's doing bits. He's hitting over 300 this year, the dick man. So no problem with that. You know, he's doing okay. <laughs> the dick man, honestly. Are you having that? Are we having that? I don't think we're at, well, we are, we're having it. It's, we're carrying on. We're rolling. All right. I know the answer to this one. So I know you've listened to Royal Brits before. Um, that being the case, what's been your favourite episode thus far? Oh, it has to be the episodes with Bamba, doesn't it? I love those <laughs> episodes, both of them. Maybe the first one slightly more than the second one. I think he got carried away with his own hype. Got to be honest. But yeah. yeah. Stunners, aren't they? Yeah, they're stunners. Get, <laughs> get Bamba back. 
I agree. Actually, he was blowing up my phone uh, earlier this week saying, listen, I'm available, I'm available. Um, <laughs> I, I think, and then Carl Hendricks got completely blown up and then he wasn't answering the text. So I don't know what was happening there. <laughs> All right, good man. Nick, great to have you in, in the mix for this one. And really what I'd like to do to start is, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into some more broader news, but just lean on you really just to get a sense, you know, in terms of the Angels itself, you're, a, you're an avid Angels fan. You know, you're up watching the games live. So I tip my cap to you. It's, it's bloody tough to do that from the UK, no doubt. 3 a.m. specials all the way. So just give us a quick rundown in terms of the Angels itself, um, not from a fantasy perspective, but how are things going? How's the season shaping up thus far? Not great, honestly, Pete. I mean, it's a real mixed one. It's a hard one for us to actually say either way because we started the season really, really well. We look good, like a different team. There's a lot of energy there. We obviously took three from four against the White Sox. Everyone was tipping the White Sox mm -hmm. to win the division, go to the World Series, whatever. Took three from four from them and looked pretty comfortable. We started the season something like seven and three, seven and four. So we were looking good. Then the injury bug hit. We've been really affected by that. Firstly, it was Dexter Fowler, who you don't think of as being an important piece, but he just had, we just found that right fielder. He was just starting to heat up when he got injured leadership role you know you know what you're getting from him there and it wasn't the black hole in the lineup that it's now become so that started it and then we've had so many injuries across the board with pitching Rendon's gone down twice already which is really tough like the Angels lineup the top five there is unbelievable when they're all healthy but the problem mm. is when you take one of them out it just it just weakens doesn't it but you look yeah. at it look at Fletcher, Atani, Trout, Rendon, Walsh who we'll get to in a bit I mean it's as good as any top five in baseball. Um, but the pitching has been the problem, as usual. But not necessarily how you'd think it would be. I mean, Quintana, who was the big free agent pitching acquisition, when I say big, I mean, for the Angels, it was big, has been absolutely abysmal. The number, <laughs> he, he's been a bit unlucky, to be fair. Um, but the numbers don't lie. He's been pretty terrible. He only gave up one run last night against the Dodgers, but he had a lot of traffic on the bases. Yeah. And definitely more luck than judgment. But where the big problem has been for the Angels this year is defense. Everyone thought we were going to have a really good infield defense. You've got Rendon at third. Iglesias like, is supposed to be a wizard with the glove. David Fletcher's gold glove caliber. And at first base, you should have Walsh. Problem being, Fowler gets injured. Walsh goes out to right field. We have Albert in there every day at first. And Albert, he's just falling off a cliff this year. And we can, I oh know you pulled a face at Albert there. Whatever your opinions on what's happened there. I mean, I'm just glad he's not in the lineup anymore. <laughs> what's, I mean, I mean, that's been the big news, I think. I, I know Rendon going down again, but you I mean, the Pujols news is, is huge, right? So just watch your snap reaction on that. So I'm, I think my reaction's probably changed a little bit. At the time, I just wanted people to celebrate the career he's had and I don't think it's the nicest thing for a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer to get DFA'd um, but maybe that's just me but listening to some other Angels fans at the same time he has not been good for so many years we signed with this huge 10-year contract he's not lived up to it at all mm. I mean all of his career war was acquired at the Cardinals since he came to the Angels I think he's something like seven or eight war I mean, it's absolutely nothing for a guy that's been paid 240 million. Everyone's saying like he should have been able to go out on his own terms. Well, he fell off a cliff. Like he's been terrible for years. If he wants to go out on his own terms, go out in the summer, leave some money on the table and just say, I'm not playing anymore. But he still wants to play. And that's, I don't know if you've seen the articles that have come out the rest of this week saying he had a massive argument with the general manager, with Joe Madden, 
with all of the backroom staff saying he wants to play. If he's not going to play, you know, release me, whatever. So I've sort of changed my view on that. I think the franchise, as hard as it is, I'm glad we've now got a GM that's willing to make these decisions. Mm. I mean, any other player, if you're not Albert Pujols and you're not still owed 60-odd million, you'd have been released years ago. Yeah. I mean, he was chasing records. And as you can see now, he's clearly not the team player everyone thought he was. He's still chasing individual records for whatever reason when he's gone as a baseball player. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm Big back news. in the franchise. I'm back in the franchise on this one. And I yeah, think yeah. he will try and play somewhere else, though. So, it'll be interesting to see if someone picks him up on a minimum. I'd be, I'd be surprised if, uh, if... I mean, who knows? I mean, like you said, the injury bug's kind of kicking in around the league. You know, maybe, maybe someone will pick him up. If he wants to play, why not, I guess, but... I don't see any reason why somebody wouldn't kick the tyres with him. Yeah, I guess. Even just for the publicity. Yeah. Even just for, like, good publicity, picking up Albert Pujols at the end of his career. Yeah, why not? Maybe he can go to the Phillies. <laughs> I mean, it's an option. <laughs> nah, it's not. I mean, if he's going anywhere, it has to be American League, doesn't it? Yeah. He can't be playing anywhere but DH. I've Trust me, I've seen him at first base this year. I wouldn't wish to any of you. He's had, like, plant after shyters for, like, Six years or something, hasn't he? Like he's yeah. got a sore foot, basically. Sore foot, sore back, sore everything. I mean, he's in his fifties, so quite <laughs> much. Well, we shouldn't denigrate him too much. He, when when he was at the Cardinals, he was unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. unbelievable. The greatest hitter of that generation until I mean, he was Mike Trout before Mike Trout. Basically, for that spell with the Cardinals, he was just exceptional. Yeah, the batting eye was unbelievable, and uh, it, it's a strange thing to see it go. Um, just to see the batting eye go, um, and and then the swing and miss come into the game, and then you're basically trying to become a power hitter, um, and then that starts to go. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're not left with very much. Left with no just, tools. No, no, no it's tools. Kind of, it's not good. It's kind of sad to see a career ending that way. You, you you hope players leave in a more graceful way, but from his point of view. I would imagine he's a he's fairly well set up for the rest of his life. <laughs> Thanks to the LA Angels. I'd say yeah, so. You're welcome. You're welcome, Albert. I'd say so. Nick, so listen, what have you got for us from a fantasy perspective? We we know we know some of the big names, right? Clearly they're drafted everywhere, but you know, from from your perspective, you 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 have eyeballs on on the organization and and I guess the, the division too. So um, but from an angel side, who are the guys that no one else knows about that you do that are actually good and can be, I guess, um, either right now or in the future, productive fantasy guys. So I'm going to go to one of those guys in a second. I do just want to talk about the big one. Well, maybe not the big one, but the other big one, which is Shohei Itani, mainly because I listened to your starting pitching podcast and there was absolutely zero mention of Shohei. It wasn't even on Ryan's board there. Um, Obviously, what he's done, pitching, isn't quite as good as what he's done hitting so far, but he has only thrown 18 innings and he's got 30 Ks. I mean, 2.4 ERA. And then you look at him hitting this year, Ten leads the league in homers, 10 home runs, 26 RBI, stolen six bags. I mean, he can steal a bag whenever he wants. He gets the green light, Shohei's running and stealing bags. That's a guy, I mean, that I know some people, I think it was very mixed, wasn't it? I don't know what his ADP was, but I think it was very mixed where he went in leagues. Some mm. people took the plunge after spring and, put him high in a first or second round and others I know he dropped quite considerably but that now that's a guy I've got him in multiple places I remember talking because I've got him in the in the dynasty league and having on quite a high contract I remember asking the question in the off season whether I should drop him 
or whether I'd get any benefit from dropping him because I have him on like a $55 contract. So it's one of my big, big names. But I'm very glad I uh, didn't drop him. So just just wanted to bring that up because I know he wasn't mentioned. In the Shocking from the boys. Who, who was doing that starting pitching one? Who was on? Well, I, I hope that they just keep him hitting. To be, I mean, I've, I've said that all. I, I don't understand it. Like, it clearly, in terms of he's got some speed as well, and and the health will co- cooperate more if he if he's hitting. Then all of a sudden you're looking at this dual category stud that that's just kind of bat for you and not carry the risk of all of a sudden going down because his elbow's completely screwed. At that point, I become a lot more interested in it. Um, you know, I think. It was just a risk factor for me um, with, with the way that he is. Also, not just that, he's, I mean, obviously with hindsight, he's been a pretty good pick, but he does give you a bit of a headache in certain formats because if you can only put him in the pitcher slot or the hitter slot mm-hmm. and you choose the one that on that night he doesn't do very well in and he does well in the other, <laughs> then you're really annoyed because he gets blown up as a pitcher but he goes and hits a home run and steals a base later in the game. And you're like, well, I don't get any of that. So he's a bit of a a headache as he stands in some formats. It's a fair point. It has happened to me this year. He hit a home run in one of them. It was his first first game and I had him in the pitcher spot. Yeah, Uh, and it's just annoying. Yeah, (laughs) I'll give you that. But there's no way you give up on him as a pitcher. I mean, he's got elite stuff. That splitter, he still hasn't been had a hit of him this year. I mean, it's just an unhittable pitch. They're carrying on with the pitching thing, are we? We are. We have to. I mean, particularly for the Angels' needs. I mean, you just you can't give up an arm like that when we do not have elite pitching, other than the Lord that is Dylan Bundy. But, <laughs> <laughs> so going to though, going to your underrated underrated guys. The guy I want to mention, I don't know if you've seen anything of him, heard anything of him, is Chris Rodriguez. So he's a relief pitcher for the Angels, who has got probably the best stuff in the organization. We thought he was going to be a starter. He's come up this year. He hasn't pitched for years. He had a stress fracture in his back. He didn't pitch for two years. Pitched at the alternate site last year, but it, it's probably been like three years since he's pitched. He's done pitched something like nine innings in professional baseball for this year. And suddenly he had a great spring. Madden's put him in the pen and he is an elite pen arm for us. He's the guy that we turn to in like the fourth, fifth, sixth. If you need some length, he goes about 40 pitches at the moment, but he's already picked up two wins. I mean, he's got 15-inch pitch, 17 Ks. That's a guy that's just going to keep getting better. And if you if you want someone in your – if you don't have any closers and you're just looking for a guy in that relief spot that's going to give you a low ERA, Ks, and pick up some wins, he's actually injured at the moment. But Chris Rodriguez is the man there. Absolutely. What do you mean he's injured at the moment? He's always injured. I mean, I mean you say – I don't know anything about the guy, but he's pitched 24 innings in three years. Yeah. Well, as I said, he, he had a very bad stress fracture. What, what's uh, wrong with him now? Oh, he's got, he's got a little poorly shoulder. Little, little poorly shoulder? shoulder? It's lingering. He's like, oh, lingering said, for three years? said there's nothing to worry about. Nothing oh, to worry. yeah, I'm back, sure. No, I'm not worried. Through. I'll go and pick him up now. Jesus. Chris Rodriguez. <laughs> Chris Rodriguez is the man. Nick, he is trying to get some Ks, yeah. Is there a chance maybe, you know, if he can, if he can give you that kind of multi-inning relief uh, piece is there an opportunity to kind of step him up to stretch him out a bit further and get some starts out of him we think that's the plan next season this year mm-hmm. I think it's his first first time in the majors I said he hadn't pitched above high A so 
They've been stretching very now. Let's try and get the lad to pitch like 20 innings before we start talking about stretching him out. Yeah. yeah I think we're, I think <laughs> we're running before me. we can walk here on this one. Stretching hey. him out. Finish the inning, Chris. Finish the inning. <laughs> this is what I like. This is no, why I like this. This is the question. Nick's bringing a guy. I've never heard of this dude. And he's telling me with his own eyes, he's saying this dude is elite. That's what I want to hear. I would Best never have ever heard of this dude before. Without, without doubt, best stuff in the organisation, honestly. Okay. I recommend you watch him pitch when he's healthy. So I'll let you know in a couple of months' time if he gets anything else <laughs> well, to. Yeah, I mean, it's good, it's good to know that he's better than Tony Watson and Junior Guerra. You, I'm not having any Tony Watson slander right now. <laughs> Tony Watson has been lights out this year. Has he? Has he got like two, two Ks and like loads of ground balls, has he? I don't know. I don't know what his fantasy stats are like, but <laughs> in real life, Tony Watson—that's the guy this year. In real so life, yeah, he's, he's pretty steady in real life, Tony Watson. Yeah, sorry, I take back the Tony Watson slander, but you can keep your Junior Guerra stuff. Yeah, you can have you can have Guerra and see <laughs> check's the one you should have. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> what about you? Know, listen, going last year when me and Ryan did a, a, prospect, a prospect pod. Uh, before the season kicked off, you know, there was a ton of talk on, on Joe Adele for sure. Um, what's what's the status there? So Joe's a weird one. He's still a top prospect in Major League Baseball. I know he doesn't qualify anymore, but if he was qualifying, it'd still be a top, maybe a top 10 now because all the raw stuff is there. I mean, he's just, he's got physically, he's got it all. Problem was last year, A, he came up far too early. He really needed a season in the minor leagues and we didn't get it. So with that in mind, he came up and firstly, the defense was as bad as anything I've ever seen. Like he just didn't know how to run a route. He was all over the place. I'm sure you've all seen the one from last year in Texas where he runs back to the wall, balls dropping, just a, just a fly ball on the warning track and he goes and pushes it over the wall for a home run. We were on in-play runs together doing that. I'm sure we were. Yeah, we were. It was, it was on in-play runs. That kind of sums up his big league career so far. There's a lot of uh, swing and miss in his game still. He needs to quieten everything down and settle down. But I think this time in the minors, I want him there most of the year. I want him there through July, August. And then potentially you can look if the Angels are doing anything to bring him up because um, we're going to need someone in right field at some point. But the other guy, so we've got Joe Adele there. The other guy is Brandon Marsh. I don't know if you know Brandon Marsh, but he's got a pretty – probably the best tool set overall of Angels hitters in the minors. He's sort of a five-tool guy. He's got great defense. He's got speed. He can hit. He's got power. So that's a guy that I think is probably, again, though, he hasn't really played at AAA, but that's a guy that could come up probably before Adele comes back up right. and hit the ground running. I'm pretty confident that that's a guy that's going to come up and perform. He's not going to be an all-star, but he's going to be a very solid everyday producer, I think out in left field probably when Upton go he's the next one we need to get rid of but yeah. when Upton goes and Marsh comes up nice what about the pitching side any any young studs you know waiting to come up or struggling so, we're struggling there a bit we got we got some quite low down in the system which there's no point even talking about yet mm -hmm. the one guy you'll have heard of was our first round pick last year which is Reed Detmers who is pretty much major league ready I mean he's only had one start in double A and it didn't go very well. But he's not a guy that's going to need very long in the minors. He's not going to blow you away, though. Uh, 
he's going to be probably a number three, maybe a number two on a good year. But that's, we need some length. We've got three starting pitchers out of contract next year. Dylan Bundy's out, Andrew Heaney, and also Quintana, thankfully. So we, we need Detmers to come up and solidify the rotation. And just I just mentioned Heaney there. I know Ryan's actually a bit of a fan of Heaney, aren't you, as a, as a guy to go to, especially recently. The Ks, he gave up seven earned runs in his first, first start. But since then, it's been really good. He's got an ERA in the twos, 44 Ks this year, and he's, he's actually looked pretty good. He's had a couple of 10K starts. So Heaney's a guy that may be worth picking up if he's available off waivers. Yeah, Heaney's one of them that has been pretty steady um, and sort of gone under the radar because I think people expected even more of him. Um, but yeah. what I do what I do like with Heaney is is the Ks are there consistently over over nine Ks uh, per nine innings. In fact, at the minute he's over twelve um, per nine innings. So yeah, I do I do like Heaney. Um, It'd be nice to see again. He's only pitched over a hundred innings twice in his career, so it's health and it, and it's sustaining it now. It'd be nice to see him pitch hundred and sixty innings this season. That that that's what we want to see. Absolutely, and that goes for most of the Angels' rotation. To be honest, health has been a major part of the problem recently. None of them can stay healthy. Uh, none of them give us much length, and that is not what you need from your time. <laughs> not the combo. That is not optimal. <laughs> so what about let's turn a little bit more broader in terms of the AL West um, you know you watch I think pretty much every game live if I'm not mistaken so you know you've got eyeballs on on a lot of the guys out there who's kind of popping out West early on is there any kind of again from a fantasy perspective under the radar dudes that you've seen thought oh okay they're, they're interesting and maybe then I guess being able to then go and add them in leagues because you've seen them and thought yeah they look they look nice so there's two, two guys from Oakland. One of them not so under the radar. One of them, I'd say, is probably available in a lot of places. That's Yusmero Petit, the reliever in Oakland. He's got a 0.87 ERA currently. And he's already picked up four wins. Wow. Four wins as a reliever. I mean, again, if you're not looking for closer. You're not looking for holds necessarily, although he probably does have a fair few holds. Four wins. I mean, you can't sniff at that in many leagues. Ex-Angel alert. Ex-Angel alert. He is an ex-Angel. Correct. <laughs> Correct, indeed. But he, uh, he's a guy, I mean, that, that Oakland always turn to. They're not getting length from their starters. Petit's a guy they know will bridge that gap, pick up these wins, get them through to the closest. So I think he's a guy, again, if you're looking for relief help, looking for a guy that's going to pick up those wins, get some Ks and, uh, and help your team out, I think he's the one. The other one, again, not so under the radar, but I just wanted to give a shout-out because I've got him in multiple leagues, and that's Ramon Laureano. Mm. Now, that power-speed combo, I'm not sure we thought it would show up as much as it had this year. I think his ADP was fairly low, considering some of the outfielders that were going ahead of him. But he's got seven homers and eight stolen bases already. That's what I want. Yeah, I've got him in quite a few leagues, so I'm feeling quite smug with that one. (laughs) I love it when you come on and, you know, blow your own trumpet, so to speak, uh, on on successes. So, uh, yeah, that's... (laughs) That's what about you, Ryan? What have you been seeing out west here? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a great one to just pick up on because Laurie, he's not going to be like a batting average stalwart, but he's like a post-hype sleeper. He's a good example of one of those guys that going into 2020, people were very excited about, but over 54 games he played in, he only had six homers and two steals. And, and 
what, that meant that he suddenly couldn't hit? No, of course it didn't. Ridiculous. Um, he can, and he does have speed, and he does have power. So it was kind of silly of all of us to to drop the ball on a guy like um, Loriano, to be honest, um, with hindsight. Um, let's have a look. If we go to Seattle, I mean, obviously, there's not too much to like in terms of offense on that Seattle team, like for fantasy. I mean, I know Dylan Moore was someone that people like. I've, I've seen that they've just taken um, Taylor Trammell down a peg or two. Um, Texas is interesting. Um, on the cheap side, in, in leagues where he's not yet been picked up in terms of 12-team leagues maybe, um, Adelise Garcia is having a, a really nice start to the season and I think can keep up to some degree, what he, what he's doing. Um, so he, I mean, he's hitting like fourth, fifth in the lineup, you know. So he, he's right in the heart of it, and he's getting the job done. I think the secret's already out on Isaiah Kana Falefa, isn't it? But um, yeah, wow, um, what a start to the season he's had Nate, as well. Nate Lowe as well. I mean, I don't think anyone expected this start from him at first base, did they? I know, I know, and these guys are either really cheap or just free agent pickups, like absolutely what's, crazy. What's been going on with um, you know the main man Joey Gallo um, early on in, in in Texas? He's just walking a lot, right? He's he, well, he's actually picked up I think the last week or two, and the home runs of he's had a couple, but early in the year he was just all he was doing was walking, just getting on base, but that power just didn't seem to be there, and I don't really know what it was. Uh, I, I, I seen a tweet as well earlier. Someone was hyping up uh, Willie Calhoun as well, who's seemingly gone real hot as well. I don't know how how much uh, you know how available he is, but someone was really pumping him up. Have you seen anything of Calhoun? Um, Not much, to be honest. Only in the games against us, and he, I don't think he did too much, as far as I'm aware. But again. We can't keep hyping up all these Texas hitters, can we? No, we're, they, yeah, we've, Texas we're too long on the, on the Rangers here. Exactly, they're not a good ball club. So. <laughs> well, I mean, no, they're not, but Texas, it's a good place to hit, and there's, there's going to be quite a lot of high-scoring games down there. Yeah. So I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to... And, and it's often where you get your, your bargains, right? You, you get your bargains because people with respect Nick do exactly what you just did and go well I don't want him because he plays for the Rangers and they suck well it doesn't matter if they lose 10-8 <laughs> if you if you're getting a big chunk of those eight runs on your fantasy team happy days um they've had a, yeah I like it I like Garcia I like Lowe um I think Joey Gallo is who he is I don't see any real difference the power will come it might come in spurts but he's got six dingers he's Got a low batting average, but quite a lot of walks. He's just the same guy that he always was. Um, Calhoun, I've always liked Calhoun as a hitter if he stays healthy, but there's no speed there. It's just 26, 28, maybe 30 home run power um, whilst hitting 260, 270-ish. Um, it's nothing overly exciting. It's uh, a dime a dozen, but if he's in the lineup, then he's an option. The best bit, I think, this year is the fact he's outfield eligible because there was a while where he was just a DH and... Not was not particularly useful for a team, in my opinion. But now he's got left field and outfield eligibility. He's definitely more of a deeper option. Yeah. I mean, if you. we stick, uh, sorry, Pete, just okay. quickly, if we if we do stick with the Angels, then the guy that has been dropped in a lot of leagues because he's had an indifferent start is Griffin Canning. Um, and I think if you're in a deeper league, and certainly when he has 
good matchups, I think Canning is someone worth monitoring because when we say indifferent start, we just mean, well, he's still got 30 strikeouts in 26 innings and his whip's just a little on the high side, but, you know, we're only talking about 26 innings. So I think he can, if he lessens the amount of home runs he's giving, he's giving up, if he can just um, watch out for the contact, then he's got the swing and miss stuff. And I think Canning could, is showing the signs that he could be quite a nice piece in that rotation. Absolutely. Canning's always had the stuff. I mean, we keep waiting for that breakout. And as you say, he has these games where he goes 9, 10K, effortless, goes through five. So he doesn't necessarily have the length at the moment, but he doesn't need to. He's racking up those Ks. And as a fantasy, I, I completely agree with you. As a spot starter, pick your, pick your places, but mm. Canning's a great option. Yeah, but it is weird. Baseball's such a weird thing. Like, I mean, I don't want to constantly harp on about Kevin Gossman, but allow me to. Um, if you look at someone like that, it can take time. You you see the signs that they're a good pitcher, but they spend three or four seasons where the whip is over 1.3, where the control isn't where it's supposed to be, where they haven't quite refined their third and fourth pitches yet. And then it clicks. And, it, and it, it's kind of happened with Dylan Bundy to an extent as well, who you mentioned. Uh, these are guys that two or three years ago were considered to be a dime a dozen, your sort of Griffin Canning sort of guy, the the low end fantasy pick. Kevin Goss, if drafts were again tomorrow, I think Kevin Gossman would be going in the first five six rounds, and, and rightly so. So it can it can happen pretty quickly, and you want to make sure that you're ahead of the curve. Um, I think you could get get ahead of the curve with Canning. What about let's turn to, and it'd be wrong of us not to talk about these guys, but. The Astros run differential is pumped, so they're they're clearly the offense is perhaps rolling there in in Houston. But it looks like primarily the main guys, the guys that you'd expect to be doing damage, have been doing damage. But what have you seen of uh, the Astros thus far? I mean, the Astros are the Astros, aren't they? they? Had a bit of a slow start, but you know you're getting production from Bregman. You know you're getting production from Correa. You know you're getting production from Atuve. And now the guy there, I said earlier, oh, well, I'm going to contradict myself because I said I don't like these utility guys, DH only. <laughs> but you're Dan Alvarez. That's a guy I think you, you need to have if you just want some power. If you want some power, he's got his batting average this year is 362 as well. So he's got power and average there. He doesn't steal any bases. You're not getting that speed combo we all dream of. But Alvarez, I mean, if you're looking for someone to slot into your, your utility role, He's the guy for me there. Stud. i tell you what's uh, not a shocker, though, uh, in their pen. They've got Ryan Stanek going there now. 176 ERA. He was a, an absolute disaster in Miami, but came full of hype, I think, from the Rays as part of a trade. He was absolutely terrible in Miami and did not shock me that he's now gone to the Astros and, and you know, is slotted into there. He looks like a setup guy, seventh inning dude. Uh, pitching well, seemingly three holds thus far. K's are up, ERA's down. You know, disappointing that, that, that he couldn't find that kind of stuff in Miami, but is what it is, I guess. So, um, all right, guys, well, um, let's kind of go into a little bit more general themes for for the kind of end uh, back end of this show. I mean, I guess the major news uh, that's kind of dropping right now, I guess, is is the the health of of Degrom. Um, so, looks like. There's going to be an IL stint there for, for the best pitcher in baseball, I'd say, which is, is not good for the Mets. 
Um, I guess in general there, you know, we were scratched from a start, then made a start, then got hurt during the start. Nick, is that just the Mets being the Mets and just, you know, mismanaging their, their stud? It's hard not to laugh, isn't it, at the Mets? I have no... <laughs> I have nothing in this game. I've got nothing against the Mets, but it is just enjoyable watching the Mets do Mets things, isn't it? I do feel for DeGrom, though. It's bad for baseball. If DeGrom's injured, nobody wants that. He's, as you, to quote, great, to quote the great Pete Pratt, he's an absolute stud, isn't he? Huh, he is. I mean, w- what he's done over the last few years is just unprecedented. And I don't want to see him out for long. I hope it is just the one start and it's minor irritation and he gets back quickly because it's a loss. Just on on other, uh, I guess, Mets themes for the week. <laughs> what what's been going on in the media with uh, Frankie Lindor and these raccoons? <laughs> Mate, please please explain. I well, I've missed this. So you saw that? Did you see the images? You saw the video. Okay, so there was a, clearly there was a bit of a Barney going on in the Mets tunnel. Some of the players are walking off. They see it. They run down the tunnel. It's McNeil and uh, Lindor going at it supposedly they come out after the game everyone asked them about this why are all the Mets players running down the tunnel and they say they were having a lively debate about whether it was a rat or a raccoon in the tunnel and that's what they were disagreeing about (laughs) are you buying it I'm not buying it stunning the way Lindor delivered it with a smile on his face straight you know didn't flinch just give it the full story delivered about they were all wondering whether it was a raccoon or a rat that was running across was wild, <laughs> wild, wild stuff. Um, very uh, Mets, but, you know, go, go back to the Grand Rye. I mean, you know, it's, it, it's not great. Clearly, um, you know, Thor's still out. Um, you know, they've got some nice pieces in the rotation, but where do the Mets go? Any idea what the depth, I guess, who's next in line from a Mets perspective to come up and, and maybe give them some innings with, with DeGrom? Well, well, they're, they're in a pretty decent place because uh, they're getting good work out of Taiwan Walker. Um, David Peterson's already up and, and doing decent work. And they're now turning to Joey Lucchesi, who's um, a very capable fifth starter uh, for any team. So they've actually got some nice depth. Um, the bullpen's got some nice depth to it as well. Um, Edward. Edwin Diaz has avoided any sort of injury seemingly as well. So despite the fact that they've now got Carrasco, Syndergaard and DeGrom on the IL, along with Seth Lugo as well, um, and Dylan Batantas, whose career seems to be, you know, pretty much done. um, Quite unbelievable that they're in a pretty good place. Um, Lou Chasey, fantasy mix and match he, he does give up contact he he has some k's there which is nice but he does give up quite a lot of contact and always be wary of these guys that are just coming into their rotation for a couple of turns um they, they may not get the length even if they do pitch well but any nice matchups maybe you'd turn to him but in terms of real life that they're, they're feeling pretty good interestingly not to go too far um al west um, I noticed that tonight's pitcher for the Astros against the Angels is Luis Garcia. Um, I don't know much about him, but I've done a little deep dive on his minor league statistics. He looks very interesting, like very interesting. Um, a 1.16 whip in the minor leagues um, across 205 innings with a 12.5K per nine. 
he if he sticks in the rotation, um, I'm not necessarily saying go and get him now because we don't know whether he sticks there and, and how much of a leash they're giving him. He looks like someone, I don't know where they find these people, the Houston Astros. I don't <laughs> no. know. They're really good internationally, aren't they? Really good with I their just, international scouting. Yeah, I, I haven't, this is the thing with, sometimes with fantasy baseball, you don't even see them pitch yet, but just the numbers on the page tell me that that's someone to keep a very close eye on um, and be ready to pull the trigger. Um, he looks like he could so be I've, good. He's, he's actually already pitched twice against us this year and Definitely took a loss in the first one. Can't remember the second game, but I know he didn't pitch very deep into either of those games. Yeah. So he he's is kind of four or five in innings, him. he's going, isn't he? So tw- 24 innings so far, 28 Ks, um, whips at 1.014. So he's had a pretty decent start. Um, yeah, but um, it's more length. And like you say, you're not sure what you're getting off a young uh, guy prospects at this point, sort of filling in, but definitely someone to keep an eye on. Nick, Your favourite Junior Guerra is going up against him tonight. So, oh, he's um, getting the start, is he? Oh, yeah, wow. Well, I think he's just going to open for uh, Jose Suarez, who's come up, who is not very good. So, if you if you if you want any uh, betting tonight, go for the Astros. Yeah. We got Gosselin at third base. Stream those guys at your peril. It sounds like. Hundred <laughs> percent. Nick, I know where I know where Ryan sits um, in terms of the way he likes to build his teams and his rosters when he's drafting. You know, he, he's very hitter heavy. Let's say in the early rounds, where do you typically stand on on that in terms of the early early picks? So I'm the same as Ryan. I always go hitting, and then I quite regularly regret it when my pitching lets me down. But I can't help it. Those guys are just too sexy for me to ignore. <laughs> I just love I love the power. I love the speed. If, if I can get the, those guys in the first few rounds, I'll take them every time. What happens? Do you, do you um do you not enjoy the mixing and matching of pitching later on? Do you sort of lose the will to live and just leave whoever in there, or like what what happens? I I do mix and match. I mean, you have yeah. to, don't you? You have to look for those guys that you can bring in for the spot starts and look at the matchups and mix things around. It is more enjoyable that way, which you just can't do with the hitting, can you? So. I will never change my approach. I say I regret it, but I won't, won't change my approach. Hitting is the way forward early on. I know you love your pitching, Pete. But. Well, I, I, <laughs> I'm not sure what my strategy is. I get suckered into it where um, someone drops and I think I have to take them. But the reason I'm asking the question, though, guys, I guess one of the other major themes this week, there was two no-hitters, I think, at least two, maybe even more. Two no-hitters, John Means and Wade Miley putting up no-hitters. So... <laughs> John Means, you remember in the uh, in the uh, Backflips and Nerds League, uh, Pete, we we had John Means lined up for about half an hour, but we forgot that he was still on the board and that he was on our list. So we wound up with Drew Smiley when we definitely wanted John Means. We <laughs> we had John Means so far ahead of Drew Smiley, but we just oh, damn it, we made that was a thirty second clock. Forgive us. The records. The record will show that we wanted John Means. It is there, <laughs> clear as day. We wanted John Means. <laughs> On the record. He went undrafted in quite a few places. Oh, man, that's sacrilegious. He's, uh, he is pretty sexy, isn't he? Um, sexier than Wade Miley, but it was nice to see Wade Miley uh, getting the job done. Yeah. Going back earlier in the season, another blow-your-own-trumpet, Carlos Rodon, what a start he's had. Ooh. I picked him up really early, I think, after his first start in one of my leagues. And he's just... 
keep stealing every game. And the other one in the White Sox rotation who's had really nice two starts and he might be available is Dylan Cease. I mean, both of them are putting up big numbers. Good Don't chance. talk to us about Dylan Cease. It's a sore subject. <laughs> There's another one. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Dylan Seeds, thank you. What I've realised now is P. Pratt, you need to lean on P. Pratt for pitching, seemingly. Uh, <laughs> I've called, you know, everyone was going, who's this Trevor Rogers dude he's on about? He's an absolute stud. <laughs> you lose the credibility with that, though, when all the Marlins pitchers are absolute studs. But they all are studs. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it was the Anthony Bass thing. That's what... Oh, as, boy. as you rightly pointed out to him, he was the only one calling him Bassmania. Yeah. yeah, no one else is on that. But uh, from a Marlins pen perspective, boy, oh boy, we had a debut this week from Anthony Bender. If you haven't seen him pitch, go and have a look at Anthony Bender. It is sensational. It's kind of in that same realm as um, uh, the Brewers dude who pitches in the eighth, Devin Williams. He's that kind of like the movement is just insane from Bender. So could be a real nice pickup for the Marlins there. Um, just out of nowhere, like purely out of nowhere for that dude. So he made his debut this week. Fun dude. He's not working any leverage right now, but, you know, interested to track his uh, performance next few weeks. Um, right, guys, we are running out of time, but it's right to ask you guys to throw out any names, waiver guys that you're thinking about adding, that you're seeing that are knocking around waivers, you know, 30 35% owned or less dudes that you've been tracking. Um Ryan's nodding along, so he's got loads queued up. Um, maybe not Drew Smiley, but Ryan, what have, what have you got for us this week, buddy? There's a few guys that are now getting at-bats as ever. I always say sort by at-bats over the last seven days. Do the same thing for the last 14 days. See who are just getting them because of the odd injury. I can't teach you to have a knowledge of all 30 teams, but I can tell you that you need to if you want to be the best at this. There's some guys in the outfield now that are Harrison Bader um, at St. Louis is back, healthy. You have to know who he is. He's not going to help you with batting average, probably, but he does have some pop and he does have some speed. So know who you're adding, know the risk. By risk, I mean he could hit 220 over the course of a full season, um, <laughs> but he is who he is. Um, Kevin Piar's getting almost every day at bats in, in New York in the Big Apple now. Um, he, again, know who you're adding. The batting average will be better than Bader. There's a little bit of pop and a little bit of speed, but not very much of either. Um, but he is getting every day at bats. Um, Jackie Bradley Jr. is trying to carve out a role in Milwaukee. Now that half of the team's injured and they realize that Keston Hura can't hit the side of a Renault S fast, um, <laughs> they've, they've put uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. in the lineup. Um, and um, Brandon Crawford. Brandon Crawford's been dropped in quite a few places. I don't know why, because... Um, just watch that Giants lineup. There's a few sneaky guys that they're not great, but they're good. And Brandon Crawford, he doesn't have much power, um, but he was free this year. And so he's worth it if he's hanging around and you need middle infield help. Similarly, Wilmer Flores is a pretty good hit, pretty good hitter. Um, the moment that he starts to get at bats because Tommy Lastella's hurt, um, Flores is, is in the lineup more often and he's someone to monitor if you need a catcher. Um, William Contreras is now every day pretty much in Atlanta because of the injury to Darno. And Danny Jansen is pretty much full-time until Alejandro Kirk comes back from injury as well. 
nice loads of names good names a lot a lot of similar guys that i've been um calling out as well nick what have you got for us buddy how do i compete with that i mean ryan, ryan's listed them all off hasn't he he's got he's, <laughs> i should have give you first dibs the one guy i quite like in uh, san francisco is austin slater it's got a bit of pop it's got a bit of speed he can play all three outfield positions he's not necessarily an everyday starter there but with his versatility he's getting in there they've got a few injuries the giants so he's a guy i like if you need a which we all do in those five outfield leagues. Yeah. You always need a, a deep waiver wire outfielder to come in for a few days. So he, he's a guy I quite like out there. So I'm going to go with Austin Slater. Nice. Do you know what? Um, I've also got a giant on my list, um, mainly because this is the way it's working for me, because I pretty much only watch Marlins games, and the Marlins played seven games against the Giants in the past two weeks. So got a good look at their lineup. Brandon Belt was... Mm playing real, real well. Um, I don't trust it. I don't trust it over the course of the season, though. Ride it whilst he's hot, for sure. I guess so. He had seven RBIs in, in, in a single day. It was a doubleheader, albeit, but seven RBI day for Brandon Belt. He hit a couple of home runs against the Marlins, I think at least one against Sandy Alcantara. So I was like, oh, okay, Brandon Belt's swinging a hot stick. Um, so he's been nice. Um, I'd say from the Brew Crew perspective, who we've just um, finished with uh, this weekend, um, Avisel Garcia, he's hitting clean up there for the Brewers. He had an absolute moonshot the other day as well. 41 degree launch angle. It, it almost hit the roof in Lone Depot Park. But Avisel Garcia, I must say the at-bats were really good. He just missed probably another one or two home runs. You know, he's less than 20% owning leagues. He looked he looked a nice player. The lineup is, is dinged up, no doubt about it. But Yelich is gone for a while, um, you know, Kane's in and out. You know, they're struggling, but I like what I saw there. And of course, just to update on the Marlins side, Miggy Rowe. Miguel Rojas should be owned everywhere. What's going on in the leadoff spot? Two home runs in six games. Absolutely hitting out of his mind. Get Miguel Rojas in there. You know, we're talking about Brandon Crawford. Miguel Rojas. Yes, sir. So there we go. <laughs> Nick's shaking his head. He's not happy with that. Oh, it- I can get I can get excited about Brandon Belt because I've had a crush on Brandon Belt for about ten years. Brandon Belt is a very very good hitter. Mm. Um, he's got an incredible batting eye. Um, if you watch the game at the weekend against the San Diego Padres, he he laid off a curveball um, from Musgrove, I believe, that was almost impossible for anyone to lay off. Like. Most major leaguers would have would have swung. He didn't swing. He took it. The next pitch came. It was almost exactly the same pitch, but it was like a few centimeters higher, closer to the zone, and he absolutely crushed it. Um, it was like he he knew what was coming, and he probably did. <laughs> He's not going to be a batting average guy necessarily, um, but he does have some power. The problem with Bell is always his health. Um, the only other problem is if Gabe Kapler starts to get cute and tries to platoon him because he's a lefty, but he shouldn't because Belt's um, very good. Um, he's criminally underrated as a first baseman in fantasy circles if he's getting everyday at-bats. I guess I've got a bit of a bias against him. I was watching in 2018 when he had a 21-pitch at-bat against Jaime Barrier against the Angels, and that kind of puts you off a guy. I don't want to see him... Well, foul off twenty. Puts you off. You're talking about it. that's incredible. That's <laughs> that should turn you on to a guy. That means that he's hard to get out. 
The average He's... says otherwise. You know... I saw him have an incredible at bat, and for my fantasy team, I wrote down shit. <laughs> I'm having none of this. Do you know who I am, Evan? And we've we've spoken about pretty much every other angel, but I said I'd come back to him at first base, and you've reminded me. And I don't know if you think this is legit, but Jared Walsh, right? I'm so annoyed at myself because I did not draft him anyway. I thought his September was just a fluke. You know, he's going to be found out by Major League pitching. He's not. Six homes this year, 27 RBI. He's got an average of 325. He's got a stolen base on the resume. That's a guy, that's a top 10 first baseman. Oh, I, I, I like Walsh. Walsh. If, if, you look, if you're looking for agreement on Walsh, uh, yeah, because the, the power is pretty much legit. Hit 29 home runs in 2018 um, between AAA and AA. Hit 36, um, sorry, that was 2018. Hit 36 home runs in 2019 at Salt Lake AAA. The power is clearly there. Um, there is batting average floor of about 270 probably because he he hit three over 300 in his minor league career his minor league career spanned 1700 at bats so we're not talking about a small sample size um yeah if if he's playing every day and i think he pretty much is now we got got rid of albert so he could play every day at first yeah i mean it's the right decision 100 because he's he's actually good yeah that's my guy I knew you'd sneak another angel in there. Why not? Right. On a serious note, he's absolutely right. He He's more right to be excited about Jared Walsh than you are to be excited about Miguel Rojas. <laughs> right. And, and Pete looks like he wants to kill me. But no, we don't record it and put it on YouTube. But that's the, the meanest stare I've ever seen Peter Pratt give, to be honest. I didn't know he could do angry. No, <laughs> I'm a little worried, actually. I think I might get booted off. Cue the music, senor. Cue the music. (laughs) I'm only teasing. Walsh, absolute stud, no doubt about it. Um, Right, guys, it's been a lot of fun. And I think that was a a very fun way to end it uh, in many ways. Uh, Nick, Nick, where can everyone find you on on socials? And also give give the podcast some love as well, buddy. It's a a top draw pod. So the floor is yours. Thanks, mate. So as mentioned at the start, it's at LA Angels UK. You'll find me on there for all your Angels content. If you want to listen to even more about me talking about these angels, it's halfway around the halo. You can find it on all your major podcast platforms. We always appreciate the listen. And don't forget also, we'll be back soon as part of our MLB UK community for your baseball meetups. We're going to be sorting those out very soon now the country's opening up. So hit us up there as well. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Face-to-face baseball beers. Could it be? Could it be? Oh, can't wait. Um, just to kind of further plug the pods that you uh, that you host, and it's awesome. There's been some top draw guests as well. Just give us a little rundown of some of the guests you've had on there, mate. So uh, I'm going to leave the best till last, but Ryan's going to laugh it because I'm hyping him up. One of my guests there in the off-season was a certain Angels pitcher. I missed it, Chris Rodriguez. What an absolute guy. And I told, I told him on the pod afterwards, I said, if I'm ever on a fantasy podcast, I'm going to hype you up. So, Chris, if you're listening, job done. I hope he isn't listening. I completely dissed him and said, what's he been doing for three years? <laughs> on, the, on the other guests, we've had Angels announcer Darren Sutton on there. We've had some of the post-game guys like Trent Rush Sports, Taylor Blake Ward, who is a prospect guy who gave you a shout out, Pete. He follows your stuff on uh, social media. He's a big fan. And of course, 
the big one, we had Angels manager, baseball legend, Joe Madden on in the off season, who got in touch with us, got in touch with me and said, you know what, PR guys, get in touch with Nick. I want to come on his show and talk to him. And that's the sort of bloke he is. Stunning. A stunning guest, mate. I was, I honestly fell on the floor in amazement when I saw that one drop, mate. So, so impressive. And it was a great part too. It was so much fun. Um, great listen. So there you go, guys. If you if you like your Angels content, you want to hear more about these upcoming rotation pieces um, or uh, or stud bullpen arms, halfway across the halo it is for that one. So, all right, guys, we are bang out of time. Nick, great to have you on. What a debut, what a start, what a first cap. Love to see that. Um, Ryan Owen, as always, buddy, top draw stuff from you. And uh, to the listeners, we'll be back next week, a day yet to be confirmed tbd on the day uh this is coming at you on a monday which is out of schedule for us real life commitments getting in the way but we will still be here we'll be pumping out our fantasy content all through the year so you know stay tuned for that and uh, in the meantime stay safe and we'll be back soon